Shalom. Good morning. Happy prep day. So glad to see all of you here today. I am Lee with Fiery Faith Ministries, and I'm just so excited that today's prep day, every Friday, every uh, fifth day, sixth day, I get to feel this way, where I'm just so excited that Shabbat is almost here. I am so thankful for all family that are here with me, those joining in now live and those that are coming coming in. You're a blessing to me this morning. I sure needed to see. I wish I could see all your faces. I wish we were all sitting together having this talk. And I'm so thankful that we have this avenue. But honestly, I cannot wait until we're gathered physically together um, it is just something I long to be able to hug everybody. Good morning as we're getting our coffee to have these discussions together. So good morning to everyone here. I've got Wirewool in Asia and Andrea. So blessed to see you guys. Arelli, thank you so much for coming. Uh, my husband, Nina, blessings and shalom, sister, and James and Maria Isabel. So happy to see you guys. I hope you enjoyed your your time uh, in the feast. I know you got to go and celebrate with others, and that's just wonderful. I love that. Um, and I'm just so thankful and blessed with each of you willing to be here this morning Um and gather together, it lifts all of us to be able to meet this way. There's a lot going on everywhere, and we need this encouragement. I need it as well. And I've been thinking a lot lately. I think about it often. It just isn't a thing that comes and goes because I realize at just like new babes, we're always growing. And one thing I noticed with my four kids was those growing pains and how they can hurt in your bones, literally um, affecting us and how life is a series of plot twists. You know, it's funny. I absolutely grew up loving books, um, living with my grandparents. We, we did have a TV. It was not color. I was usually the antenna. I discussed that not long ago, but, uh, the, I think we picked up maybe two or three channels. You could actually see and then there were others that were just behind all the fuzz and if you were lucky you could at least hear the words they said so that really wasn't a great thing I loved books though and I had books I had books handed down from my brother and all the cousins I had and um, usually was something I asked for I love books I love to read and I love to study all things and it's funny mom would laugh at me even eating breakfast, whether I was having cereal or not, I wanted the box to read or I needed something to sit and read while we ate breakfast. I'm always that way. I love to study. I love to nursing school. It's crazy. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, so much reading. I loved it. I absolutely loved learning everything I could about the Father's creation in our body and how amazing it is. And now we know how connected we are to everything that he created. It just blows my mind. I am always reading something. Usually I've got like four or five books going right now where I read this, I read that, you know, it's just, I want to absorb as much of, as much of it as I can. And like I said, when I was younger, you know, books were my closest companions. I could get lost in the stories and escape a lot of real life difficulty and stress by 
immersing myself in mystery. Those were my favorite books. I loved the Nancy Drew series growing up and a lot of younger people may not know, but I do think they made they may have made a, a movie or a show about it in recent years, but Nancy Drew was my favorite. I had so many of those handed down. They were just a cool mystery novel. I always loved the whodunits, you know, with the plot twist at the end where you're left sitting on the edge of your seat, you know, ending up, ending up with it being like, well, I didn't see that coming. Isn't that just how the twists and turns of our life play out? One minute you think you have the course figured out and then wham, plot twist, <laughs> course correction or plot twist. Usually sometimes I think the plot twist is when y'all has shifted things and a course correction is when you realize you're on the wrong path and you correct yourself. But it seems every time we get good and comfortable in our life, that rug gets yanked right out beneath us or the bottom falls out with us in it and under us. And there we go, not knowing where our path is. And that's happened to James and I in our, we'll be married 14 years in, in May. And we've had so many plot twists in our life and directions taken that we had no idea was going to be the plan for us. You know, as people, we think we have people in our lives we think will never leave us and then they're gone. And then you have people that you never thought would be in for the long haul in your life and they stay and never leave. Our family situations, uh, so many things like that are just changing constantly. And it's all like a plot twist, this turn, that turn, the scripture is the same. There's so many plot twists and turns. Yet Yahweh knows the ending from the beginning. He knows our ending from the beginning. He sees us there and he sees us at the beginning. He can be in all places with all people at all times. He is beyond and without time. Time doesn't constrict him in a box the way it does us. And he knows everything. He knows your face. He knows your voice. He knows what you had for breakfast today. He knows whether you had breakfast or not. He knows what your thoughts are at any given moment. He sees all of our moments. There is nothing we can hide from him. And he's always pushing us forward. He is molding us like the hands of the potter always. And everything I realize is a test. Sometimes the test requires a little remodeling. He, we have this and then he's, oh, we have to work on this now. Or this has happened and now we have to be shifted over to focus here on this area in our life. And a lot of us have heard that word uh, shifting or sifting going on. And all these things can be painful and uncertain. But y'all is in control. He's in control of all of it. He knows exactly what he is doing, even if we can't see it. And isn't that the funny part of life? Just like a book, you get to the end of it and you're like, wow, all of this stuff had to happen for this to be this way. I do that all the time in self-reflection, looking back on the course of my journey in this relationship I have with Yah. I look back at those plot twists or those readjustments or those remodeling times to see 
exactly how lovingly the father was molding me and helping me to become better, more able to handle things, more exactly of what his plans are for us. And those things will happen. He will get you on his path one way or another. <laughs> and a lot of times when we resist, it is very painful. James shared this yesterday in the group and it made me laugh and then also fit perfectly with what I was working on to talk about today. Growing is uncomfortable in any way. Yah is always reshaping our lives from our outlook on things and our perception of things to the people and places we encounter or move away from. Yahweh is the director of all lives here on earth. He has goals for us to achieve. But first, the refinement. And I accept and love every part of this refinement. And I, I used to cry out, why me? Or why has this happened? Now, even though I may have a moment of that, because we have to admit we're human. We have to admit that some things hurt and they may hurt our feelings, our emotions. They may make us reactive. But once we're able to have some conversations with him and get things back together, we can realize, okay, Yah's got this under control. He's had all the other times under control. He's going to have this change under control, whatever that may be. I know most of us pray on a daily basis to hear that voice when he says, I need you to move now, to be able to move you know, to put our hands on the plow and not look back because Yahushua said any of those that put their hands on the plow, but they're looking back are, are not going to be the highest in the kingdom. You know, they're not fit for the kingdom, I believe is what his word said. So I'm constantly praying, let me be that person to be able to put my hands on the plow and just not look back because there's plenty of things like Lot's wife that we want to look back on. She was leaving her, her daughters and son-in-laws behind. She was leaving her whole life that she had built there, the conveniences, the shopping, the everything she had right there next to that big bustling, just sin-soaked city. There was plenty in her that would make her look back. The love of a mother we have to be able to focus on him. And that's some of the hardest things you'll ever learn as a parent is that we do have to love Yah more than we love anyone or anything. He loves all of our children, all of our family, just as much as he loves us. And we have to trust him to be able to love them and care for them and, and keep them safe while we are focused on him first in all of our lives. It's just the way it is. So we have to trust this journey through all uncertainty because Yah is in control. In Isaiah 42, 16, and I will bring the blind by a way. I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. That's all of us. I feel like so many moments and times in my life, I feel like that blind person being led, alone, led around because we do not know what the future is. I can't tell you what's going to happen an hour from now or 30 minutes from now. 
we don't know the future. So in a way, we are blind to our path. But once we know that Yahweh takes that path and he makes the crooked things straight when we allow him, when we give him that ability, he's also going to shine a light in the darkness so that we can see. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 3, 7, trust in El Yahweh with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear Yahweh and depart from evil. Good morning, Amanda. Shalom. It's quite all right. Glad to see you. Hope you are doing well. So we also see here, Yah is in control and all our ways acknowledge him. And that's something I work on every day. You know, as stresses come along, as things happen or bumps in the road or you know, it just, this didn't work out like I thought, or this has popped up here, you know, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I have to remind myself in all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct you, direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't think you can figure it out on your own. You can't, but fear Yahweh and depart from evil. I love it. With Yahweh in their heart, lean not to your own understanding. My understanding is never going to be the same as Yahweh's. Just like all of our understandings or perceptions are not alike. We're not. It just isn't that way. He made us all different and wonderful just exactly how we are. We need only be patient with one another and have understanding and compassion you know, that's one thing I notice a lot is that sometimes I I notice there's just not a whole lot of compassion. And unfortunately, the way we communicate, even me with my children, sometimes things get lost in these text messages. They can't, you can't sense a heart through a text message or a message always. You can't hear the emotion or the inflection of our voice. You know, I, I sometimes think it's important to have a phone call to have a conversation, although a lot of people don't like them. Not not any of the kids of, of this generation or my children. They say you can text anything. So there you go. Good morning, Annette. I didn't see you pop up there. Shalom and good morning. Glad that you are here and everyone else that has come in. So our instructions during our periods of plot twist and growth. I love these instructions. I've gone to these over the last six months to, oh well, almost a year now of this journey. There's lots of plot twists that have happened. There's lots of growth that has happened. And mainly that's where this whole focus was for me is where we were last Shavuot and asking, James asking to be more bold and me praying for a direction of how better I can serve Yahweh's children. How better could we serve him? What is What was his will for us? And here we are. I can't even explain the kind of plot twist and this way and that way that has happened in that short amount of time. A year, in a year, there's been so many. But there's been so much growth. And we've become part of this family here, I know it is uh, virtually, but 
if we could all be together, I feel like we would talk to each other like we know each other and we see each other every single day. We see each other's words or comments, but I do feel like we have this connection and we should. We're all together in the body of Yahusha. Good morning, Sue. So glad to see you. Shalom, sister. Yes, so many plot twists where it's like, whoa, plot twist. Didn't see that coming. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> and I'm sure y'all smiles at all of us as we think we have any idea of what his plans are. Because we don't. We need only trust that he does. And thank goodness he knows what he's doing. Because 90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just praying for him to show me what it is he has planned for me. And trust in him. Let go of the reins. I have been a nurse for over 25 years. And every job I've ever had, I had to be in control and have the reins and know what was going on. Walk in a room and, you know, we hone our skills. You walk in and you know if something's wrong with that patient. Like I have a sense uh, that I have built all these years where I do, I can feel a change. I can feel it in the atmosphere. And it happens strangely, even with people I've never met. It's just a skill or a curse. I don't know. But I can sense things right before the shoe drops or right before the plot twist. I pick up on it. And what I have to do is trust the father that he already knows the answer to this situation. I don't have to. I just have to trust him. Let go and let y'all handle it. So here in Joshua 1, 7 through 1, 9, only be strong and very courageous that you guard to do according to all the Torah which Moshe, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wheresoever you go, whithersoever you go. Don't turn to the right or the left. And I believe Yahusha walked this out in his life the same way. He guarded all of the Torah. He kept it perfectly. He was the word made flesh. So I feel like it's important for us as well to realize that and it's given as instruction so <coughs> excuse me every friday y'all so that we can know not to stray from the left to the right and joshua 1 8 this sefer of the torah shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may guard to do <coughs> according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Absolutely, Wirewool is one of my favorite scriptures, and lately I have really been digging in deeply to these are our instructions during these periods of time, during this time, exactly. And I know history repeats itself. This was talking to a group of people, the Israelites. Well, guess what? We are them. We are grafted in through Yahushua HaMashiach. And I feel like these words are just as relevant to us now as they were then. Whether things may have been fulfilled by Messiah's coming, they are, however, still words that have relevance for us in our lives now and things to look for. And Joshua 1.9 
Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For Yahweh, Eloheka, is with you whithersoever you go. I look at these words often. There's days I'm looking at these very words daily. It's like he's saying, haven't I told you? Don't you hear me? Be strong. Be of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. Every time I feel like those emotions creeping in, I crawl into these words. Just like I used to crawl into mysteries and read Nancy Drew and everything else. I crawl into the scripture now and and I know this is where I will find my strength. This is where he encourages us. Have I not commanded you? Hmm. I mean, I feel like that's what he he has that little head twist like, "Hmm, haven't I? Haven't I said this? I feel like I've said this more than once. (laughs) And like children, we need to hear things repetitively. We are. Which leads into, do not be stubborn. Allow Yah to guide you. And there's been many times when I have not wanted to move my feet. I was being told to move across the country or across the world. Um, Hawaii felt like across the world. There was an ocean between me and this this land and I didn't I there was no way I could just drive go see my mom you know so I've learned not to be stubborn although it still creeps in and I'm sure when the call comes that it's time to go I'm going to be like really is this really it (laughs) I pray not I pray that I just do what he says in Deuteronomy 31 8 and Yahweh he it is that goes before you he will be with you He will not fail you, neither forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. When he says, pack up your tent and go, he's going before you. He's already made a path. When he says, go here, do this, speak that, he's already gone there before you. He's already scoped it out. He already knows what it is that you need to do. Oh, I'm so sorry, Amanda. Eric's mom hit her head and is in the hospital again. So, Father, we're just lifting and praying for Eric's mom right now. Please protect her. Please minister to her. Let those at the hospital be there to help her. No harm come to her. Handle this situation. Heal her and keep any harm from happening to her. Give shalom and comfort to all of those. And you are the great physician Let there not be any bleeding. Let there not be any issues from this fall and protect her in Yahusha Hamashiach's name. Amen. So we will continue to pray for Eric's mom and lift her. And continuing in Psalms 32, 8 and 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. Amen. That tells me he's got his eyes on us all the time. He will instruct us and teach us in the way we shall go. Amen. Be you not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come, lest they come near unto you. We shouldn't have to be led around, is what this is saying. We have to trust him. We have to be willing 
to go the way which he which he says and he's going to teach us along the way and we know that when we have these moments of doubt we're not the only ones there's been many in scripture <laughs> way before us that have definitely had their moments where they said me you're talking to me you want oh i can't do that i can't speak those no one will listen to me we all have those moments right so blessings come from leaving our comfort zone. I definitely my whole life have had to leave my comfort zone. I don't even know that I really have known what a comfort zone is, but um, that has been a thing. And he has blessed. Yah, when Yah says go, we should go. And we see that here in Genesis 12, 1 through 12, 3. Now Yahweh had said unto El Avram, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curses you and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. All because Avram left his comfort zone. He literally left the country, the only place he knew, and his kindred, and moved away from his father's house unto a strange land. And I know a lot of us feel that way often when we have to go in different situations and different groups or different areas or even our moves. How wonderful is it that Yah is going to bless us? We need only trust him and follow him. And Avram did that. He did just that. And he did make a great nation. How awesome are the blessings. We feel led to exile in the desert. Yah is drawing us close to him. To speak to him. Moshe left the bustle of the city for serenity in nature. And found himself in the presence of Yah. And in the middle of a growth spurt in the spirit. Absolutely. Now Moshe, starting Exodus 3, 1 through 3, 4. Now Moshe kept the flock of Yithro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of Elohim, even to Horeb. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a thorn bush. And he looked and behold, the thorn bush burned with fire and the thorn bush was not consumed. And Moshe said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the thorn bush is not burnt. And when Yahweh saw, he turned aside to see and saw that he turned aside to see Elohim called unto him out of the midst of the thorn bush and said, Moshe, Moshe. And he said, here am I. Yes, and Abraham believed Yah, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Amen. I pray for that in me every day to just believe in Yah and what he's doing. And I love this. If Moshe hadn't left, if none of the, if he hadn't had the pool, if he hadn't had wanting to know who he was, he was raised an Egyptian. He was covered in gold, dripped in the finest cloth and jewelry and clothes and wealth abounding and food and everything he could want right at, at his fingertips. But Yah 
plot twisted his life in the biggest way where he never saw that coming. Like he, he had no idea that he was an Israelite. He had no idea. And here he was brought to keep this flock on the back. And here he is in the desert. But if he had not gone there, he would not have come to the, to the mountain of Elohim. He would have missed all of this. He trusted Yah when he found him, you know, and here it is. He found him. But yet we know at the same time he questioned, why do you want me to speak? I can't speak. And it just shows how human we are. We can want and try for per perfection in our lives. But the best thing that we can do through our plot twist is hit our knees, put our hands up and say, Father, let your will be done in my life. I give up my all. I give up my flesh, my thoughts, my desires, my everything. You control me. You show me your will and, and help keep my feet on your path that you have for me. And that's what I feel like we have to do every single day. There is a cost of following Yahusha. And we see in Luke 9, 57 through 62. And it, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Adonai, I will follow you whithersoever you go. And Yahusha said unto him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of Adam has not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Adonai, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Yahushua said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go and preach the kingdom of Elohim. And another also said, Adonai, I will follow you, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Yahushua said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of Elohim. These scriptures also I meditate on in this time and season in, in our lives. It's pretty brutal. And I've always thought, wow, that's tough. You know, that person's father just died and he would like to go bury him. Like, that's a really tough thing. You know, let the dead bury their dead. What does that even mean? You know, I struggled with all this. And now it comes into light and into focus that we have to be willing to just move when Yahweh says move. We have to be willing to speak the words, no matter how we feel, if we're capable or if we will have the right words. We have to move physically when he says move without questioning. And I feel like to me, this is my biggest plot twist in my life is always or not always, but needing to give up my control that I think I should have over myself and let the father just have control. I definitely don't always feel capable or comfortable of expressing exactly correctly. And I know I make mistakes or James may make mistakes, but we're just trying our best to do and speak the words that Yahweh wants us to speak and he keeps pushing us forward to do this um to give hope to to show yes we're all human and these plot twists happen and growing pains are hard i'm i'm going to be a work in progress until the day that i meet uh 
Yahweh and Yahusha until the day that we're gathered together, until the day we're in New Yerushalayim. I imagine the second exodus is going to be tough. We're all going to have to learn to get away with different opinions and, and different thoughts and different knowledge. Like we're all have different knowledge. I study different things than you study, but together we put the whole book together. It takes all of us and all of our stories to fit in the book, to make the book complete. All of our plot twists, all of our journeys, all of these things that we thought were just huge difficulties, they're all part of this wonderful story that Yahweh is weaving with each of our lives. And there's going to be a day we're going to realize that entire story. We're going to see every single person and their importance in the body and what parts they added to this magnificent story of intrigue and mystery that Yahweh has written with each of our lives. He loves each of us and we're all beautiful, important parts of his story. In the Great Commission, we see Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Then the eleven Talmudim went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Yahusha had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Yahusha came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Ruach HaKodesh teaching them to guard all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I love this. And I have questions. There were people who worshiped him, but some who doubted. Isn't that just life lately? I feel like there's this push and pull that maybe it's a constant. Here they were seeing him in the flesh, but some doubted because they're not willing to have that healthy fear of Yahweh. They're not willing to have that understanding. We have to remove the scales of our eyes so that there is no more doubt anymore. Just faith and trust in him, even through plot twists, even through the storms, even through growing pains. He's got it all under control. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yahushua says that. He tells us that. Teach them to guard all things whatsoever I have commanded you. All things. That is the great commission to every single one of us. And I praise Yahweh and Yahushua for this ability. We may need to know how to work together because that exodus may be a longer journey than we maybe thought. James and I talk about this very comment all the time, Amanda. Um, it may be a lot longer than we think. And I don't think we really have a concept of what it's going to be like or how the length of time from one event to another will be. But everything is a test and everything is just to see, are we able to just follow the words and the instructions that we're given? Because we're given all the instructions on how to handle every situation amongst ourselves and each other. It makes total sense for us to be human because we're human. But, but the goal is to be able to realign and realize 
we are all Yahweh's children and he wants us to love each other no matter what I think of cosmology or what names I use or what calendar I'm on. None of these things should be anything that separates us from respect of one another and comforting one another. You know, I can be upset or I can have my feelings hurt and I can get over it pretty quick because I realize that's just my flesh talking and I need to get over that. And and it is going to happen because, you know, we are all human. It is a very human thing to have human emotions. But can we keep loving through being human? He loves us in spite of us. We have to be willing to do the same. I don't expect anyone to be perfect. Yahusha is perfect and that's it. He's all the only one that was perfect. And even he says, don't call me good. The only thing good is Yahweh. So there you go with that. Well, I hope this has been a blessing. I know we all deal with these growing pains and we all deal with plot twists. And you know what? They're going to keep going. They're going to keep happening. Uh, Annette, I do believe that the, the exodus could coincide. I'm just not sure of timelines because Yah is beyond time. The time uh, that he sees prophetically is I don't think anything that we can reconcile with the time and the constraints that we have um, right now in the physical existence that we have. You can't compare some things like apples and oranges. The time he is within is absolutely not the time that we are in. So we're just going to have to trust and have faith for whatever plot twist or growing pains there may be from us for us to get from this position we're in physically here now and to the second exodus. We're all going to know at the same time, I think. And praise Yah for that. His timing's perfect in our lives always. And he is the keeper of it. He's the keeper of all of us. So I pray this has been a blessing, you guys. I, I find such comfort and shalom in the word and in the scripture and conversing with others and studying together, being that iron sharpening iron, because that's what we have to do and help each other along. Please like, subscribe, and share so we can get this out to the four corners. It's not about numbers. However, it is about reaching those that Yahweh says to, to reach. And that is what we are trying to accomplish with every single presentation we have. We just want to help open eyes and ears. We want to help those hearts, um, stony hearts be removed and hearts of flesh put within. For there to be an understanding of faith and hope and love in Yahweh and realize that he has all of this in control. There's nothing to fear. We can't fear what's on the external. The only thing we should fear is Yahweh and making him turn his face from us and keeping ourselves with our feet on the narrow path, helping each other along that narrow path, lifting each other up, putting a hand down, saying, come with me, sister, I got you no matter what kind of emotional wreck I may be right now or anyone else. We have each other to help us along that path. And Yahweh and Yahusha are the glue that binds us together. And we are together one in our love and devotion of them. It makes us one. Echad. When we are loving and being obedient and we're following his word and we're 
loving one another, we are actually together at that moment in time. If you have a prayer request, we do have a prayer team and you you can email us. We're going to add Eric's mom in there today and get prayers going for her. Anyone else, please send us an email. We do have ability for one of the prayer team to meet you in a virtual place. If you want one on one face to face prayer that is secure and safe and no one can hack it, it is a safe place. We are also on all social media. Uh, if you other people only have Facebook or whatever, this can be sent to them. And please share it out. Tonight, James and I will be on at 7 p.m. Eastern for our evening fellowship, our Shabbat fellowship. We pray to see you all there, that you're ready to discuss the Torah or gather or listen to music together or just have a gathering together as we are getting ready this weekend to spend our Shabbat in nature. We're going to go camp in a tent and listen to some birds and look at the lake and just decompress in nature with the Father. It's probably going to rain and I'm totally okay with rain on the tent. As long as it doesn't leak, I'm good with that. But I pray that your prep day is awesome, that we see you tonight. And if we don't, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Shabbat. We love you and I'll catch you later. Shabbat or Shalom, not Shabbat yet, but Shalom.